Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the club. How are you doing today? I'm really jazzed about this episode because I've invited Erin Carey from Sparking Wholeness back on the podcast with me today. You may remember she was just on a few months ago um, and we talked about her story all about overcoming and addressing uh, mental conditions with a holistic, full spirit, mind, body approach. Um, Erin has used nutrition and a healthy lifestyle uh, changes, made changes to her lifestyle to manage PTSD and bipolar condition. And she is just a passionate advocate for helping others to do the same and getting that message out there about, we're we're both passionate about this full spirit, mind, body, this integrative health approach. Erin is an integrative nutrition health coach, and I'm so excited to announce also a new Feast of Fast coach. Yay! Woohoo! That is just really exciting to me that she is going to be um, teaching Feast of Fast, and that is just such a blessing. Erin is also, I just love this detail, a preacher's kid and a preacher's <laughs> wife. Like you said last time, not something you ever expected. Um <laughs> We love how God works. And she is a mom to her three kiddos, Isabel, Roman, and Rhett. Erin, welcome back to the Christian Health Club podcast. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be back on. Love it. I know. Well, I know, like I said, you were just here a few months ago. And here, y'all, is why I wanted Erin to come on right now is because I was on Facebook the other day. Uh, I I think I'm spending too much time on Facebook lately, but anyway. (laughs) Same. Uh, Well, I'll tell you one reason I am is because I turned off, we turned off our Dish Network because I'm so sick of the news and just TV in general. So we turned it off. So, but I do think it's made me be on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook more. But anyway, but it was good because as I was scrolling through Facebook, I came across um, a post of Aaron's that just made me want to, you know, fist bump her. I was like, yes. Um, She posted something that's been on my mind throughout this whole COVID virus situation. To me, it's like the big elephant in the room. And it's like, why aren't people talking more about personal health responsibility and what we can do to get to the root causes of our own personal wellness and why are we as usual focusing on band-aids um why are we talking about masks and future vaccines and not talking about the basics of just optimizing our health and wellness so that we can as much as possible, um, avoid, you know, avoid contracting these, um, 
or being susceptible or vulnerable to these, you know, viruses and such. And I know that even healthy people get them, but still, I think we're overlooking a huge piece of this process. And, um, and you posted about it so well and got into some kind of specific steps about it. And so I just got on the messenger and I was like, Hey girl, can you do a podcast <laughs> like in two days? And you were so gracious. You're like, yeah, let's do it. So here you are. And I'm so excited. And, um, I just kind of want to turn it over to you to get us going. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about this topic. I think, you know, what's interesting, and I, you probably, maybe you felt the same way. When this whole thing started with the virus, I think part of me was like, awesome, we can finally come together and decide that we're in a health crisis in this country, you know? Like mm -hmm. we can finally talk about these issues and talk about why we're not healthy. And, you know, one of the things I learned, like the first week I did nutrition school was that the U.S., we are the developed country that spends the most on healthcare compared to any other country, but we have a lower life expectancy. We have highest infant mortality. We have highest suicide rates, mental illness. I mean, so many people are medicated, but so many people are struggling. And also we just have these crazy high rates of chronic disease, which, you know, that that is an umbrella for a lot of things. And so when we first started talking about this virus, I was like, awesome, now we can start talking about how unhealthy we are. But instead, my feed, and I don't know about you, but all I see are posts about masks and posts about, you know, like you said, future vaccine, or we can't do college football till there's a vaccine or whatever it is. And I'm going, wait a minute, we're not even talking about what makes us unhealthy to begin with. And as a believer, I absolutely want to love my neighbor. And I absolutely want to make sure that I am being loving to people on social media, off social media, you know, and I know that my purpose on this earth is not just about like my physical health. I get that. But I see a whole lot of posts, posts that are talking about, oh, well, you wear, I wear this for you. You wear this for me. And again, as a believer, I think that that's, there, there are things that I hear that I'm like, of course we want to love and respect people, but at the same time, there's still an element of personal responsibility that needs to take place. Because if you wear the mask for me, then I think maybe it's a good chance or a good time for you to talk about what else you could do for your health to strengthen your immune system. Because if that's true, then you're strengthening it so that we can all be stronger. And so we can all maybe you know, be more resistant to this thing so we don't have as many cases. You know, I, I don't know. I just like in my head, that's the circular reasoning that's happening in my head is that yeah, we, we care so much about, you know, what's the Taylor Swift quote? Um, Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Yes. Like, I feel like we are riddled with bullet holes. Yeah. Bullet holes. <laughs> yep, exactly. We all have bullet holes in our body and our bodies are screaming at us for, you know, repair. But we just put a mask on it or a band-aid on it or, or whatever it is. And so that's, I just kind of wanted to address the real issue. And that is that we are all responsible for our health and there are things we can do. And I think there are a lot of things that we can do that we don't even know affect our health, which is, you know, number one that I talk about. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah so. Well, I like the way that you, um, you put in the post, you're like, we're masking the real issue here. Yes, pun intended. We are mm -hmm. masking, we are masking what is um, going on here. And that's the fact that um, we all need to take charge of our health and be our own health advocate. And yeah. nobody can do that but us as individuals. And, and you said, and I say this too, is that 
we all, we have so much power in our hands, so much power for health in our hands, so much God-given provision and guidance. And um, some of it is very basic. And some of it, I think, is we don't, we don't even realize it um, or think about how it could be contributing to poor health. And so what you had posted, you'd said, you know, these um, are some of my favorite tips for taking personable, personal responsibility for health. And you listed five things. And so I said, let's just, let's just go through these, uh, each of these five things and kind of riff on them, expand on them and talk about them in a way for people so they can really, you know, take it in and consider how they can make changes to optimize their own personal health, whether, you know, just for their own protection or to be, um, to be a care, you know, a better caretaker or, uh, just, just to be the healthier person that shows up in the world to do Christ's business, you know, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love hard, to do the work, um, to have a, you know, being a great place in spirit, mind, and body. And so, um, you and I both are just really passionate about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So let's just start with number one, go ahead. Yeah. So number one, and this is going to maybe surprise some people because I know a lot of people want to jump right and do, what do I eat? <laughs> right. But... <laughs> exactly. We don't, we're not even getting to that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think the number one thing is that many of us, we are carrying past hurts, trauma, and we are stressed to the max, especially right now, you know, and all of those things are inflammatory and they do decrease immune system function. And, you know, there are people that I have encountered that they mentioned that they have an autoimmune uh, flare up or their body goes into crisis right after they've been through a traumatic event. And we even, there are a lot, there's lots of documentation about people who go through really heavy periods of grieving, how they'll all of a sudden be diagnosed with cancer. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, our body responds to our thoughts and God designed us that way. But when we have constant fear or stress, you know, and we're in that fight or flight state all the time, it causes inflammation and that affects our immune system. It affects our reproductive system. It affects our mental health. It affects everything. And, you know, you talk about it all the time too, that vagus nerve, it's, it's, it goes two directions. It doesn't just go brain to gut, but it goes gut to brain as well. And so we have to be cognizant of that too, that if we're not managing our stress and our thoughts and, and taking care of that, it's gonna throw off everything else in our body. And so that was really, I, I felt like that was foundational. It's been foundational for me. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough in this country, because again, we want those visible, instant, quick fix results, but trauma does show up in the body. And even there's one book I read recently, our cells carry our trauma. And I'm just like, whoa, like that's so hard to wrap my brain around, but um, it's, it is something we need to be aware of. That's right. There's, um, you know, when we think about our thoughts and we think about our emotions, you know, fear, which I feel like there's a lot of that going around right mm-hmm. now. There's a lot of fear and a lot of stress. Those are emotions and emotions are energy in motion. Yes. And we have to remember that in our body, those thoughts, you know, that lead to these stressful feelings, fearful feelings, um, any kind of, you know, these negative feelings 
create that energy in motion in motion and there are chemical responses Mm -hmm. this is the energy in motion in our body there there are chemicals that are released in our body Mm -hmm. like these stress chemicals and go in and suppress the immune system suppress the body's ability to absorb the nutrients that you, you might be eating like a beautiful perfect diet but if you're stressed out your body is not going to be able to assimilate and actually mm-hmm. use those beautiful vitamins and minerals and amino acids and fatty acids so that your body can be healthy yeah. and um in its and it can make our hormones go all you know wonky tonk on us and all of these things and so i loved that you put this first um like you said and didn't just go to okay first of all, you got to take this supplement or <laughs> eat a salad, you know, and yeah. we're going to talk about food and stuff, but I mean, but this is, this is first things first. And, you know, I know for me, I'm not a easily rattled person. I am like a, a you know, I always say that I'm under pulsed and <laughs> I always say my husband's over pulsed and I'm under, <laughs> and I'm under pulsed. And that's why we're a good couple is because we, we, we balance each other out, right? He kind of gets a little worked up easily and I don't really get worked up easily at all. <laughs> and so in, in, in this kind of situation, it serves me well. It, you know, I haven't been, I just, I really don't worry about this kind of thing. And, but, you know, even for me, there started to be times where I'm like, this is getting, this is going on and on and it, it has rattled me a little bit as much as I can be rattled, but mm-hmm. I just, I do, I have, that's the first thing I have to manage. I just, the first thing I'm like, Lord, please just re- remember to put you first. I'm in your hands. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I'm going to be okay. And yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, no, I was gonna say, and I think the other thing too, when we're talking about our thoughts is that our bodies don't know the difference between a real or an imaginary stressor. So even those things that we, those anxieties that like might not even happen, you know, like the things that we think that keep us up, you know, the 2 a.m., 3 a.m. thoughts that a lot of people have. Like I think some crazy thoughts in the middle of the night when I'm awake and fearful things that when I wake up, I'm like, wait, that, why was I worried about that? And I think that a lot of people are kind of getting into that state all the time right now, and your body doesn't know the difference. And so, yeah, so I think there's so much, I mean, even just biblically speaking about renewing the mind, yes. you know, and and be still and know, and meditating on his word and his truth and his promises. And I've caught myself, you know, because that's part of that that vagus nerve stimulation too is like singing and and chanting and things. And like the first time I went to a store when everybody was wearing masks and there are like these arrows on which aisles you can go down, it freaked me out. So there I was wandering through the aisles singing, turn your eyes upon Jesus, <laughs> like a weirdo, because I just felt kind of worked up and anxious. And the, so there's something about singing, chanting, praying, you know, and then just taking deep breaths that can be really soothing for us but when we're worked up that's not our go-to you know we just keep getting more worked up (laughs) right it kind of perpetuates it I love that you Mm -hmm. said that that's such a great point about your body doesn't know if it's real or imagined and that's why you know I try to remind people don't imagine worst case scenario I mean don't don't let your mind always be going to that point you've got to take Mm -hmm. captive those thoughts because Truly, they that will lead to that energy and motion in your body. Um, 
in response with the the stress chemicals. And so it is really uh, capturing those thoughts, making sure that what you're thinking, what you're doing is really aligned with who you are in Christ as a believer, his promise to you. And so I love that. I love that that's where your mind went to go to go chanting and singing. I think that's just <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Um, so, okay, that's great. All right. How about number two? Yeah, number two. So this one, again, not yet at the food because I recently learned that two-thirds of our mitochondrial energy comes from the sun and only a third comes from food and so i'm like well dang we should get out in the sun more you know like if if so much of our because mitochondria you know everybody knows from science class that's the the powerhouse of the cell right and so our cells need to be thriving and need to be functioning well for us to fight off all of the stressors and things and so as we age our mitochondria will decrease but we need more of them because we get more stress as we age you know we have more attacks as we age and so sun is really important for that also movement and so you know i said in my post that man if you can get both at once those could go a long way to boost that cellular energy to to make us healthy. And, you know, again, our immune cells, they are cells and immune cells cannot function without healthy mitochondria to, to power them. So yeah, that was, that was my number two. Well, I love everything about that. And I, I, I really doubt quite honestly, and frankly, that anybody remembers what mitochondria are from (laughs) high school. I didn't. I was like, I feel like I learned a whole new thing when I was going through. I was like, oh yeah, mitochondria, that rings a little bit of a bell, but, uh, but I didn't remember what it was. So say again, tell everybody again what the mitochondria is. It is the powerhouse of the cell. It is everything that we need to function, to have energy, to fight off disease, to, you know, like, like you think about kids, right? Like if, if our mitochondria decrease as we age, you think about that explains why kids, when they wake up at seven in the morning, they're like, you know, like yeah. I'm just picturing my, my three-year-old, especially jumping around, bouncing around. I'm like, oh my gosh, just give me a second, you know, and he's ready to go. And so that's kind of how I picture the difference between, you know, youthful mitochondria and me being in my thirties and going, yeah, it's going to take me a minute. But again, like all these things, right? Like we can, we can help our mitochondria function better with sun, with the food that we eat, with the movement that we do. Um, even, I mean, there are those people that do the cold showers. I don't know if you've gone that far. I have not gone that far, I, <laughs> but that's supposed to be real good too. <laughs> I am trying. It's like on my radar of list. The most I've done, I've done a little alternation alternating of hot and cold in the shower Uh yeah but I hate I hate cold showers I don't really like even really cold water um anyway no it's on my radar but yeah you're you're so right you're so spot on with the sun anybody that listens to this podcast is like probably so sick of me talking about the sun (laughs) it's like ad nauseum um y'all it's just a whole another reason to um get into the sun. I think of ourselves as like, you know how the the sun is so vital to charging the plants and making Mm -hmm. plants grow. I mean, we are a living organism, you know, it's us and it's the plants and it's the animals, you know, and, um, all of, we all need sun, sunlight and water and these, and these things to grow and to be healthy. And 
you know, here we trap ourselves, you know, indoors all day long, you know, it will, and in kind of more of our normal lives when we're at work and we're inside. Mm -hmm. And, but even now, you know, a lot of people are staying in more and they're just afraid to go out and we're kind of, a lot of us a little bit more trapped in our houses and homes. And so, um, it is just so critical to get outside and soak yeah. up some of that sun energy and just think of it as going straight into those cells and charging up your mitochondria. Yeah. Um, so it's a charger. Yeah, I love that. Like I think about our phones, you know, it's like that, like I'm looking at my computer right now. I think it's it started at 6%, it's up to 29%. And that's kind of how I feel when I'm in the sun, right? At first it's like, oh, this feels so good. And by the time I'm done with my, you know, however, like I went to the park this morning with my kids and I just felt so good, you know, like it was a little breezy this morning. It wasn't the typical July heat that we have in Dallas and it just felt so good. And I got in my car, I was like, wow, I needed that. Like it was a mood booster. Mm -hmm. It made me, it even makes me feel like I want to eat a little bit better. I don't know about you, but like when I spend a lot of time in the sun, it just, I, I even feed myself a little differently than when I'm not. So yeah, I, I love it. I love the sun. Well, just in that being in nature, you know, I did a podcast called Increasing Oxytocin Flow. Mm. And it is it is those things. It's being in the sun. It's, you know, it's being out in, in nature, grounding, you know, yes. all of those things, just syncing up with the, uh, syncing up with nature, syncing up with our environment, you know, as in, as creation, as part of God's creation. And we were, it was all, we were all created, uh, you know, to work in this like symbiotic relationship with mm -hmm. nature, the sun, the animals, the plants, the earth, the water. Yeah. And it's, that's when we're truly at our, our best, you know, and self and optimal health is when that is happening. And so, but this just, you know, to bring it to the scientific level of the mitochondria is exactly, you know, we're, what we're talking about here, you know, like, I always say science is always backing up what the Bible already mm -hmm. says, you know, and we Amen. know these, we know these truths, you know, as, as creation, it just makes sense. God's provided food. He's provided sun. You know, we are supposed to rest. Uh, we are supposed to drink water. I mean, these are very simple basics and yet we, we overlook them, we ignore them, but, um, you know, but it is good to see scientifically the true impacts. And so just one piece of this, is that mitochondrial function, which is critical for um, immune health. So, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. number three. Yeah, number three, and I, you know, I had to be careful how I worded this one, but eat what your body digests best, and that is real food, nutrient dense whole foods, as much as you know, as much as you can. Like we all have our, you know, holidays and things, <laughs> but um, but to check too for the food labels for those you know the vegetable seed oils that we talk about all the time they're inflammatory and to stop fearing fat and increase our good quality grass-fed pasture-raised all that protein and then the things that we do eat that are packaged because that happens here and there sure look does. for organic and the stuff that's not genetically modified because that's what is going to be best digested by the body it's not even about you know like weight gain, weight loss, well, no, 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 your body's going to digest what is closest to nature, period, you know, and we, we do so much of the other, and even going back to what you're saying, like, I think sometimes we want to outsmart God with our food, right, like, yes. uh, banana, I don't know, that's got a lot of sugar, but I can have these Snackwell's cookies, you know, or yes. whatever it was back in the day, you know, like, I feel like we're yes. kind of, we try to outsmart God with diet food, when really, he, he gave us what we needed, 
you know, and, and so that was kind of the point with, with that part there. Yes, it's perfect. And I'm sorry, I'm going to throw this out there too. We are not going to outsmart God by making a uh, fake meat. I'm that, Oh my that, gosh, no. Uh-uh. These plant-based, Ugh. you know, pretend Gross. meat things full of like soy and stuff. Yeah. Why, you know, why are we trying to improve on what God has given us? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Um, it's, yeah. you can just have meat anyway, but no, I actually love the way that you worded that. I was like, that is perfect. Eat what your body digests best because you know what? Um, that it is going to real food's always going to be, you know, our go-to, but, mm. uh, people are in different stages of yes. what they can digest well and Absolutely. what their body can handle and, um, maybe what they're genetically predisposed to eat mm-hmm. well and that kind of thing. And so I loved the way you put that because that can be a little bit different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, going back to, you know, and I, I said this before when we were talking about mental health, there's no one size fits all to mental illness. There is no one size fits all to eating either. Same, like I, there are some things that I am just fine with and I have a friend and she's like, I can't have raw spinach. I'm like, dang, that stinks. You know, like everybody, mm-hmm. even though it is a plant food, it's made from the earth, all that there our guts are different. Our microbiomes are different. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we have different needs. Yeah, they are. One thing, you know, I will say here about digesting and is to, for people to work on when you want to optimize your health, you have to optimize your digestion. It's not a sexy topic. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, no, nobody really wants to talk about it, but uh, you know, I have said on a podcast before, probably one of the top supplements that I have to recommend to people are in pancreatic enzymes and stomach acid mm-hmm. um, because there's such a lack of it. And so I take clients through a, what we call the, the loading challenge to see if they, if their body has enough stomach acid, if they're producing enough stomach acid to actually break down the food so that you can digest it. And mm-hmm. so um, there are some real obvious signs if you're not digesting food. We all think of the obvious things like bloating and gas and burpiness actually some people think that's normal and y'all it's not if you're Mm, having you know a lot of bloating and gas and um or you can't go to the bathroom or you're going to the bathroom too much or anything like that those are obvious signs that your body is not digesting well but then sometimes people digest well but have migraines joint pain uh skin conditions Mm -hmm. you know which all goes back to a gut situation that we have to look at, but it all starts with digesting well. And if you're doing that, and so that's the first thing mm-hmm. um, that yeah. I address with my clients, and I'm sure that you do too, is just optimizing that health and digestion. And because and, and that also goes back to number one with the stress too, right? Because I notice yes. I my digestion will be thrown off depending on my stress levels too, you know, and my emotional 100%. state. And mm-hmm. I just think that's crazy how it's all connected. Like right when this whole thing happened, this whole COVID stuff started, my rosacea started flaring up. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And then I got, you know, on the feast to fast and really started working hard to clean things up. But I know that that's also connected to my liver probably and, you know, and how I'm, what I'm putting in my body and what my body is able or unable to digest while I'm in this weird lockdown, shelter in place, whatever we're calling it these days, that state I think has really been interesting to see how I physically respond to these big emotions going on. You're exactly right. I find myself the same way. I was just telling a client earlier today 
um, we were talking about some of these functional digestive supports that we put in place, like the enzymes and stomach acid and such. And she's like, well, how long do you think I'm going to have to be on this? I'm like, well, it varies from person to person. Honestly, I said, but I, those are what I, I always have those in my cabinet because, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, I have felt a little bit more stress with this whole situation. Um, mostly because a lot of it has been just trying to balance, you know, working and having the kids around and I have that guilt and just that managing the time. Um, and so to me, that's a little stressful. And so I keep those, uh, digestive supplements on hand because I can tell that I need them in times like this. So I kind of go in and out of using those, um, as needed because yeah, I absolutely can see the impact of uh, stress and that kind of thing on my digestion as well. So just again, yeah, that was a great circle back to that because it's, it it has a huge role, um, big impact on that. And then also in this tip of number three, uh, you know, I love that the first thing you mentioned basically about, uh, was to, you know, avoid the vegetable and seed oils. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I tell people, if you only take one piece of advice from me, like if you only are going to implement one thing I ever tell you, please let it be that. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so impactful on a cellular level, you know, uh, yeah. those getting rid of the vegetable oil, corn oil, canola oil, all those seed oils. And so, um, I love that that was when you, you kept it very brief and to the point and you covered the basis and I'm, but I'm glad you spelled that one out. That's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause we do, we do need that, that good fat, you know, I mean, like we, you know, I mean, I don't have to preach to you. You talk about it all the time. Like, but that helps us to have those vitamins that we'll talk about later that we need to fight off things. And so, yeah, but I think a lot of people when they think, oh, we can have fat, then they think about canola oil or whatever we've been mm-hmm. told is a really good source of fat. And it's like, no, no, not that kind of fat. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, on a cellular level, your every your cell membrane, everybody, you know, every cell in your body has mm-hmm. a cell membrane around it. And it's made of, you know, a lot of that is made of fat. And so the kind of fat that you choose to make your cell membrane is will have everything to do with your cellular health, which will have everything to do with your health. And so um, you don't want to choose these inflammatory oils to make up your cell membranes. You want the healthy fats, the olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, um, butter, just as real natural healthy fats and not fats that, you know, became invented in the early 1900s. Right. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Canola oil was not around uh, 200 years ago. So, okay, that was great. Okay, number four. Yeah, so number four is the gut. Listen to your gut. Your gut needs lots of time to digest and clean out, which is, you know, we were kind of already talking about it. This all is connected. Your gut has its own brain. You know, we call it the the second brain. It has neurons that communicate with your actual brain. And so again, our toxic thoughts create toxic digestion, which does not help the immune system. And so toxic digestion doesn't really help the brain. And that's where I say, you know, eating in a 12 hour window or more, if you know, more of us, we, most a lot of us do the intermittent fasting for longer but it's just starting with a 12-hour window is a good way Mm -hmm. to help our gut do what it needs to do 
and our immune systems they it, they depend on healthy balance of gut bacteria and so doing number one working on our thoughts and then number two number three all of those things that we just talked about the eating and the sun that also helps that bacterial balance in the gut so that it really is all connected but our gut needs cleanup time you know there's that thing Oh, what's the, is it called the migrating motor complex? Mm -hmm. That it's like the internal housekeeper. Our gut has to have time. And even like going back to cells, right? Like autophagy is a really big buzzword right now that we like to talk about that happens when we practice intermittent fasting. Because again, it's just that cleanup in our body, the cells, the gut, the brain, our brain needs some cleanup time. And so, yeah, we, we need to be respectful of our gut, listen to it take a break from, you know, I don't go into all of those, you know, specific food things that can clog up our gut, but, um, you know, carbs and sugar, like we are on overload. And many of us, everybody was joking about the COVID 19 pounds, you know, because I think when you're (laughs) stuck inside, like I'm just thinking about my kids that first month, they decided that they were just hungry all day long and all they wanted were whatever snack food that we had, you know? And I know that they're not the only ones. We do it for comfort. There's something about chewing that even stimulates the vagus nerve, you know? It's soothing to us. It's move. It's activating something that is soothing and, and, and healing and makes us feel better. And again, all those, you know, hormones, that the feel-good hormones that are released when we eat. So of course, when we're feeling stressed and anxious, we feel the need to eat all the time, but our gut needs a break to clean out. Otherwise, it, it, our bodies get overloaded and inflamed and then we're primed for attack on our immune system. Absolutely. I think also just first of all, everybody was, you know, bored. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and being in close proximity to food mm-hmm. and the just, just feeling that discomfort and wanting comfort and wanting mm-hmm. those comfort foods and yeah. uh you know, all of those things that just were taking on a life of their own, you know. I know a lot of moms were like, "Pour me another glass, sister." Right. Another, you know? <laughs> and like, and my kids, like, can I? It's you know, eight o'clock in the morning. Like, can I have, you know, veggie straws or whatever? I'm like, I, whatever. I, just, just eat. You know, like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I know. I know. We were <laughs> just, just like <laughs> in survival mode, uh-huh. and so yeah. I think you know, and where we are now from where we, you, know, I think when we talked before, it was it was still pretty much in the beginning. And we're a few months out of that. I think we were hoping we would be cut more back to normal by now, but we, mm, we kind of yeah. don't know when our real new normal is going to be. So, you know, we can give ourselves a little grace for yep. that time period and grieving for what has been happening, but we have to, we got to suck it up, <laughs> you know, yeah. tighten it back up for our health and, and take things back. And just the best thing that we can do for ourselves is, um, take on this, you know, be our own health advocate, like you said, and take on this personal health responsibility and, and just really make that a a focus of what we're doing. So I, again, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Um, but speaking to this number four of yours, you know, giving your gut plenty of time to digest and clean out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think fasting Mm -hmm. obviously is great for that. It gives, it's a great break for your digestive system. It is also a great chunk of time to allow for thorough detoxification. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, your gut does need that. And that's one reason that, you know, I discourage, I I think for most people, again, there's no one right way to eat for every person, but uh, 
giving yourself, you should be able to go a good, you know, four hours, three to four hours between meals. And like you said, that migrating motor complex comes in and is just kind of cleaning things up. And if you're constantly eating throughout the day, it's like trying to clean your kitchen when your kids are in there cooking and and eating. And, you know, (laughs) it's like you can't clean if things are still happening and coming in. It's kind of like our guts. If you're still eating, you can't be cleaning. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually a really good analogy. That's I'm gonna have to use that one. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, they you need you like you need the children to get out of the kitchen for a while so you can clean, you know, clean it up. And so it's the same with our bodies, just a little break from eating. So we can do a little cleanup time, a little detox time and digest time. Um, And if we're just eating constantly or too much, we don't, we kind of miss out on that. So I thought that was a great one to include. Okay. And the last one, number five. Yeah. Number five is about supplementing vitamin C. Oh, I've been learning so much about vitamin C lately, but it really is step one to creating an optimal immune system. And there's a lot of evidence out there that it kills viruses. There are actually over 90,000 studies in PubMed on vitamin C. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's been widely studied for its benefits. But because, you know, a lot of us Americans, we are undernourished. We're not getting what we need from our food. I've even read recently that some medical professionals suggest that we might even see scurvy coming back, which that's crazy to me because that was something that, you know, you have when there's no food, you know, and nobody's Mm -hmm. eating vegetables. And so that that's kind of telling if people are thinking we're having that coming back. But um, the other thing is that a lot of COVID patients, there are doctors that are saying that their vitamin D levels are really crazy low. Like I think optimal now, I mean, maybe not optimal, but anything over 30 is considered, you know, a healthy range, although we would say we want it to be a lot more than 30. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing people in the 20s or lower with vitamin D. And so those people are the ones that are really struggling, getting hit hardest with this. And so my biggest thing is that we don't get the nutrients we need from our food, even when we're trying. It, It might still be beneficial, some of us, because of our genetics, because of you know, our stress even, you know, like I think a lot of times our stress causes us to burn through whatever we need. Um, And so a quality multivitamin with bioavailable sources of vitamins will work for most people, but some of us may need more targeted supplementation of vitamins D and C because our immune systems are just not, we're not getting what we need from our food. And yeah, so that, that was my biggest one on supplementing there. Yeah, I think those are great. And, you know, again, we can go back to uh, number two about the sun and, you Mm -hmm. know, making sure we're getting enough sun to help our body produce vitamin D. Yeah. Um, Back to number three, making sure we're getting enough healthy (laughs) fats Um, Mm -hmm. in nature. You know, Mm -hmm. vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. Yeah. Uh, In nature, we find it packaged with fats. That's how God made it. Mm -hmm. And so, it's important that we get enough healthy fats um, so that we can assimilate these fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K, well. Yeah. Um, and without enough fat, you can't do that. And so I think that's, that is really important. Yeah, vitamin C, um, that is a good one. Do you, do you supplement with that 
regularly or do you kind of go in and out of phases where you might take more of that? I, I go in and out of phases. I don't take it all, like maybe in the winter flu season, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, when this all started, my family was taking it for a while. Um, we, we go back and forth just because, um, you know, bell peppers actually have a really high dose of vitamin C and everybody in my family loves bell peppers. So we do a lot of bell peppers and we do try to get, you know, a lot of things from our food as much as we can. But I do know yes. um, that we're still, you know, like my kids, if it, it's just not, I can't force feed them. If they're not in the mood to eat bell peppers, I can't force feed them bell peppers. So I, I think that's, I mean, and the thing too, I was, the other thing I was going to mention is that we could go on and on. I mean, there are so many supplements, but I think that what I'm seeing based on the research is that this is the one that is the best one for specifically viruses and, and supporting, you know, it's, it's a powerful antioxidant, you know, mm-hmm. and to help decrease that, that oxidative stress that we're all facing. And anyway, so I, um, that's the big one that I mentioned, but yeah, we go in and out of seasons with that. I don't take it all the time. Yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly me. Uh, we, uh, there's very few things that I take day in, day out. Yeah. Same. forever and ever amen amen i really i really don't even with the things i take regularly like a probiotic i might mm-hmm. you know like during the summertime i get a little lax because we're we're moving around a lot but you know i kind of supplement seasonally but or based on the needs you know uh of what's going on so yeah i'm kind of in the same boat another one i wanted to bring up here was zinc yeah um, yeah zinc is just a great one uh to make sure, you know, for the immune system in Mm -hmm. general. And I did a whole podcast on zinc. And so I just want to remind everybody that, um, and I'll put a link in the show notes that there is a self test that you can do to see if your zinc is sufficient, if you have enough zinc and, um, and I have a little video and information about it. And so you can go to the, the link for this show notes and I'll post it in social media too, when this comes out. Um, so that you can do it, but it's real easy. You get a bottle of zinc, liquid zinc, and you take a swig and you put it in your mouth and you hold it in your mouth. And then you wait to see how long you recognize the taste of that zinc. And so um, if you can taste it right away, it's, it's for anybody that can, you're like, woo, you can cut, you know, it gives you that like, woo, we can tell then your zinc's sufficient. But if you, if it just tastes like water or tastes like nothing in your mouth, then you do not have enough zinc. And so that would be, a reason to supplement with that. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's I just a think that's a, a good one for the immune system. Yeah, and you have a whole, don't you have a whole podcast episode on zinc too? That, I Yeah, yeah, I do. That was one of the I, first ones I listened to, I think, of, of your podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> I know, that's a, you just don't even think about, I mean, that, and that's a good example of that's just one mineral, yeah. you know, yep. that mm-hmm. plays such a ginormous role in the body, you know, for so many things, like as I went into in that podcast, you know, um, if kids don't have enough zinc in their system, it can make them more picky eaters. It has something to do with your, you know, your sense of taste, you know, it's important for libido. It's important Mm -hmm. for the immune system. It's important for skin. I mean, it plays all these different roles. Um, it, you have to have enough zinc to make stomach acid to break down your food. Like we were talking about earlier. So yeah, zinc is a, you know, they all have their, their important roles, but I think zinc is one that's really important to uh, make sure you have enough of. Um, well, that's awesome. So those, um, those were your top five, um, ways that you can really 
you know, everybody needs to think of that for themselves. How are you managing your stress? Are you getting sun? Are you getting movement? Are you eating well? Are you, you know, giving your, your gut enough time to detoxify, you know, and to, um, and to digest and to clean out, you know, all of the junky stuff. Are you putting junky stuff in your body? You know, uh, don't let this time be an excuse to just, you know, keep the towel thrown in there. We have, we've got to take responsibility for our personal health and then supplement as needed. Mm -hmm. Would you, uh, is there anything else that you would add or just anything in general that you, any more thoughts or anything that you've noticed with this whole situation that you wanted to Yeah, I, I think just another reminder that we're all, our bodies are going to respond so differently to this, you know? And I think that's what we're seeing. And that's why I think this conversation is so important is that we are seeing already that some people get really, really sick. Some people don't even have symptoms, you know? And, and so it just goes to show that there are, are so many different levels of response to any kind of virus, any kind of sickness, anything. And I don't know why some people can manage their health better or some people who are super, or manage their stress better, I mean. And some people who are super stressed all the time, they, they might be perfectly healthy, you know? Like, again, mm -hmm. there's just no, it's so different for everybody. And that's why I kept those tips kind of general. And I usually try to be somewhat general because we're all so different. Like my sister and I, we share, we, you know, I did the whole genetic testing with the methylation and the detox genes and all this kind of stuff. We share pretty much almost exactly the same gene makeup, but she has never had the health issues that I have. And I don't have the blood sugar issues that she has. And so it's just really interesting to see how, even though we have the same genes, we are, our lives, it just shows up so differently. And so that's kind of, I want to mention that because everybody has to find what works for them and that circles back around to the very beginning right like yes we want to respect people we want to stop the spread we want to make sure that people are healthy but still there's that personal responsibility of finding out what works best for you what food makes you feel awesome and helps your immune system and helps you sleep better and helps you have more energy you know and that that's going to look different than maybe what I like to eat and what helps me, you know? So I guess that would be my, my biggest reminder there. Yes, absolutely. I know I, I feel like I, I'm keep things somewhat general too. A lot of the time, I think sometimes people would like me to get real dive, mm -hmm. dive deep into specifics about things, but, um, and I do sometimes, but, but really there's, you know, for the masses, if it's just, if something could affect somebody so differently, I would hate to be like, okay, go take 200 milligrams of mm -hmm. this, you know, because everybody would, you know, run out and do it, but then that might not be the right thing for you. I just, you know, we have to, um, we have to be careful and responsible with what we recommend to people, but these are basic things. And that's another place I like to rest on is that the needs of your body will never change. Yep when this whole situation first came out the you know i haven't said much about it except i did a sermon on the couch about that the needs of your body will never change your body is always going to need water mm -hmm. real food sunshine movement rest fellowship mm -hmm. and yep. which is one that we are lacking in right mm -hmm. now and yeah. and that impacts our health and so but those are None of those are ever going to change, ever. And your whole physical body life, you're going to always mm -hmm. need that. And when 
when those are not addressed and, um, you know, there's going to be some piece of health that's, you know, fallen through the cracks. And so I think it's just so important to remind people of just these really basic things that we can do for ourselves and that, you know, at a minimum, that's what, what we want to be paying attention to and, um, and not letting fall through the cracks, getting enough water, putting in real food, yeah. going to sleep, getting, you know, getting enough rest, getting out in the sun and just being with your friends and, um, as much as you can right now, even if it's through zoom, although mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of us are mm-hmm. able to get out a little bit more right now when thank God yeah. for it. Yeah, for um, sure. So anyway, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you were willing to fit me in um, on such short notice. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that, friend. Um, and I know we talked about this, I asked you last time, and so, but I'm putting you on the spot again. I'd like to revisit your anchor questions. I can't even remember last time what you said your meal was and I have to go back and look, but do you have a kind of a go-to meal that y'all are eating right now at your house that's you're trying to keep things grounded and (laughs) what have we you know what it's funny we're trying to just do basic simple things right now um so like we even had even though it's hot in summer we had chili last week so that we could freeze a portion of it and not have to worry about it later um and same thing we made a big thing of spaghetti sauce and i do my spaghetti sauce i blend in spinach and bell pepper i put a whole bunch of random stuff in there um that we ate with zucchini noodles And I don't know, maybe that's kind of that, even though it's summer, it's that comfort food, you know, Mm -hmm. just that warm, like, I I don't know. Um, That's what we had in the last week. That's Um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basics. Yeah. Yeah. Basics. Upgraded basics, you know, Mm -hmm. is like taking those, those comfort foods and just upgrading them to the adding in some good veggies and stuff. What about um, any scripture any certain verses that are resonating with you right now yeah the one actually that's been on my mind a lot lately it's funny because so when I was oh during the times like in college when I was real mentally unstable I was dealing with a lot of depression and nighttime was always really scary for me and I would wake up at night and it's just I just felt that overwhelmed sense of it's dark it's quiet I'm alone. And that's when my thoughts would just go crazy. And nighttime was scary. And so my favorite verse back then that lately has just been popping up for me and I've been sending out to friends who are struggling and I just have been dwelling on this verse a lot is Psalm 91, five through six. And it says, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Because we have a lot of a lot of terrors at night, right? Like we're all, people aren't sleeping well. People are maybe having nightmares. It's kind of a scary time. We've got these arrows flying at us by day. We're, I mean, everything just feels, there's a lot going on, whether it's a Facebook attack or whatever. We've got a pestilence happening. We have, you know, it's just like, there are all these things it feels like we're kind of surrounded with. And it's just that reminder not to fear that. And that it, it's it's okay god is the same he's his promises are the same whether we're you know stuck at home whether we're out and having to wear a mask that makes it hard to breathe or whatever like god is good and he's the same and he is the only true thing right now and that's what i keep reminding myself of i i absolutely love that i i have really been leaning in hard i have to say (laughs) really really hard and just trying to come back and rest in his presence through all of this um through this craziness um, 
and let him be my constant. And so I think that is wonderful advice and a reminder because yes, as you go to bed at night, it's just all this stuff comes flooding in our minds, you know, about what, about what's going on. And, um, and so I think that's a great reminder. Well, thank you again so much for coming. And y'all, if you're not um, following Erin on Facebook, I love reading your posts. You oh, you really share a lot of thoughtful <laughs> posts. You're not afraid to put out some, you know, some questions out there and get people's brains jiggled up and, um, <laughs> and make them think. And I love that. And also they can find you at Sparking Wholeness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Sparkingwholeness.com is the website, but I've got Instagram and then uh, what's the Facebook page? Sparking Wholeness, Integrative Nutrition. But my, my personal page, I, I kind of go, I veer off into some of the other things that are maybe more controversial, but I always try to say things with love. And I really, I do just want to open up discussions because I'm always learning and I'm wrong a lot. Like, I think we're also afraid in this Google era to be wrong and to not have an answer, but sometimes I don't have an answer and sometimes I'm wrong. And I am not afraid to say that. <laughs> I mean, my husband might say otherwise, but <laughs> I typically am not afraid to say that. <laughs> no, I think that was a good way you put it. You, you are, you open up discussions and I think that's, um, I think that's great in the discussions because I'll go through and read and they're, they are really simple and, you know, they're interesting. Yeah. You know, for the most part and people are, and, and so it's good. It's a, I like those kind of discussions where, you know, it's, it's not getting nasty and such. Um, it's just good. It's, they're good discussions. And so y'all follow Erin, listen to her, her podcast. It's wonderful. You have a lot of great guests and, um, and also, again, just so excited that you're a Feast of Fast coach. And, I know. I'm super um, excited about that. Yeah. I am just it's such a, a cool really program. so grateful for that. And so um, just spreading more of the good news of real food, the way God made it, and just integrating, um, you know, the Lord into our health as we love to do and um, using that full spirit, mind, body package. Yep. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Hi, everyone. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.